Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, and welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode 40. Oh my gosh, we're at 40. The one where we keep on keeping on. 40. Jeez Louise. I know. Remember like being at like four and not knowing <laughs> what we were doing? <laughs> I remember being at one. Yeah, definitely. I recorded with Jason Meadows the other day and he's like, my first podcast was so bad. I was in my closet. I had like pillows around me. I'm like, yep, yeah, me too. Me yeah, we can relate. <laughs> okay. Should we do a review before we get too chatty? Yeah. So I picked a review from the beginning, like an OG review. So it is from Shelby Allen for, uh, this is all the way back from July of 2019 when life was a little simpler. As a young farm wife with two kiddos in central Nebraska, this podcast could not be more perfect. The topics that are covered are relatable and interesting and the reminders about attitude are helpful to me. I love the term gratitude attitude. Just what I needed to hear this morning. So thank that you. That was nice. Yeah. And I think it's still, it's still good. It's still, still real and very relatable to this particular episode. Absolutely. It is. So what's been up? Well, just like most everyone, it is what December 18th. Like we literally are going to record and release after we have a guest on later, which we'll talk about at the end, but, uh, eight days till Christmas. No, just kidding. It's seven. We just tore off our Christmas chain. So we have a week until, uh, it's Jesus's birthday until Santa Claus arrives. My kids are crazy. They love Santa. They love Santa. They love Christmas. They love the Christmas lights and the presents and the trees. But then also we did this really cool giver, the giving manger. I couldn't think for a second. And that's been really fun too, because Rhett, especially he's five, he's been looking for a thousand ways to help out, to put straw in his manger. And I know it's kind of fundamental and maybe not getting exactly the same message that I'm wanting to get across about giving to others is more important than receiving and getting presents. But in the same breath, like he buckled his sister in the car, something like that is just so helpful to me. Right. So we've been, we've been navigating that we, we have our manger about half full. So we're really excited for that. I'm still pregnant, <laughs> still here, um, still here. I have 21 days until my due date, which is exciting. And I don't know if I'll make it or, and maybe I'll go over. I just don't know. And it's not easy for my controlling mind to not know. You so. say 21 days, like it's so close. And to me, that seems so far away. <laughs> really? Well, what, what are you pregnant for? Like 250. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like we need to have the gestation close. of like a dog. Like right, or 60 cat. some days. <laughs> oh, heavens. We'd have so many, I guess we'd be a little bit overpopulated if it was like <laughs> probably. a cat. Yeah, probably. Um, on the farm, it's been slower. I want to say it's not really been slow. We literally just got rain a week or two ago. That was enough to kick us out of the field. And then it kind of, it's gotten pretty cold here. So we, we kind of put everything up. I actually think it was last Friday we were done. And Jordan said, 
oh, it's a relief, like coming home and not, and knowing that I don't have to like bust butt to get back on the next morning and, and everything. So we're thankful for that. Good. And it's not, it's not slow in the office, but we're getting it done. Heck no. And it's about to get crazier. Hmm. So here life is looking a lot different than it ever has for us. Um, bar hold cattle when we first got married And like, I guess I don't remember it because I lived really close to my mom and dad. So I just spent all my time there. So he has been hauling to national beef in Dodge, which is like where you take cattle to, you know, like get butchered. So they're fat cattle he's hauling, but he hauls doubles. So like he leaves at three 30 because it's an hour drive to his truck. And then he hasn't been even coming home. He just like stays at a truck stop and sleeps in his truck. And so where I thought winter was going to be like time like slow down time like it normally is I'm like a trucker's wife now and a single mom again so (laughs) so I I, I actually think this is harder than like busy planting busy spraying because we still get to see him a little and like I'm involved so I feel like my worth is like you know I have some worth but now it's like well I guess I'll clean another toilet and talk to Which kids all day <laughs> no really relevant like I know he, I know exactly what you mean and and hopefully he won't be doing the hauling cattle up until planting like hopefully there'll still be a little bit of downtime right but so I mean I, and it's just like I'm I'm not upset at him like it's just our oh, sure. what we do to I mean it's been hard farming so we make extra money where we can and so that's what I was just gonna say like we get custom you get custom work where you can and where you can manage it and yeah it helps to make cash flow and so the people that he hauls for it's like his best friend's dad's feedlot so I mean he's he's he loves it like I asked him the other day are you still like is it so fun to you yes absolutely and I'm like okay good glad you're to haul. Jordan had cattle for his SAE project in high school and he grew them out in Kansas somewhere and it was like central to western Kansas it was far away yeah that's where that was it's like big beef cattle country yeah. I mean, we're, there's beef cattle here, but like there, it is a big beef cattle. I should look up that number sometime. Yeah. I will look, I'll ask Jordan too. Cause he'll be like, well, Doug Kylie, it's such and such. Like you should have known that, but I didn't. Yeah. So, so yeah. Any truckers wives out there, God bless you. Any single moms still out there. We know you're there. God bless you again. <laughs> so I'm kind really of moms in general. I mean, it's yeah. been a long year, right? It's, yeah. it's, it doesn't matter if your husband's been at home. I'm going to go off on a tangent here and I'm going to be a little bit bitchy for just a second. Okay. I'm in these mom's groups, um, in, on Facebook, because that's just what you do right these days is you get yourself into a group of like-minded women you think. And so it's like January due date moms. And the interesting part of this, some of it's been really incredibly helpful. Like someone will post something and you'll be like, Oh yeah, that's me. And, and I think it's really helpful to first time moms who maybe just don't know like what every itch and <laughs> issue Oh, I totally are. agree with that. I, I love those when I had one kid or like me was pregnant the first time. But then like the second time I remember not being as interested in this time, I almost roll my eyes every time because not because of pregnancy questions, because I think most of those are very valid. Like I remember my first pregnancy. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I have an itch under my elbow and it's, <laughs> um, and, and I'm like, what is that? Is that wrong or right? Or, but now you go through pregnancy and you're like, by the time it's your third one, (laughs) you know, that most everything is normal. Most everything is not wrong. Most everything is just the, you know, name of the game. 
that's not my point with this conversation. So if you're pregnant, if you're a first time mom and you're looking for some solidarity, find a Facebook group that you like, whatever. My point is, is with this whole virus thing, people are being so quick to judge other people's situations. So someone will reach out, like we're getting ready to go into Christmas. I have had a very heavy weight, just like at Thanksgiving, trying to figure out what do we do as a family? Like I'm getting ready to deliver. There's a ton of restrictions in my hospital. It, I have, I don't think I've had COVID yet. If I have, I don't know it. Like it wasn't something that got me down. Right. And so I'm trying to decide now, what do you do? Do you go? Do you stay? Do you visit outside? It's going to be like 40 degrees. So it's cold. That's not fun. It's hard. And you want to do the right thing. Right. And you want to, yeah. And so you, you feel like everybody's talking to you and yelling at you and whatever. So people, women will be like, well, I'm, you know, 32 weeks pregnant and we're going to see my family. Um, would you make your mom, my mom quarantine before coming to when it's delivery day, something like that, just something crazy. And people will literally freak out on these women. And I feel so bad for them. I feel so bad for them because I'm like, not everyone has the option of having their parents quarantine or having a sitter that isn't up to other people's standards or up to like the CDC standards. Like for us here, we don't have a sitter anymore. And so we do rely on our family a lot and, um, it's not an option for us. And so then I feel like they're yelling at me because I'm not going to be able to have my family quarantine before they take care of our toddlers because we own our own business and well, something else. My husband, he only gets six weeks of paternity leave. And I'm like, what is paternity leave? Never heard of that. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. It's, it's just so funny that like, there's so many different walks of life. And so I guess I was saying I'm complaining or I'm being crabby. And if you've skipped through this 30 seconds or three minutes or whatever, I'm rambling at now, it's okay. You did not hurt my feelings. My point is, is that there is literally 1000 walks of life and you can believe what you want to believe COVID politics, pregnancy, how you raise your children. But I can guarantee you, if you're one of those people saying, when I'm a mom, I will not do this, or I will do this. So wrong. Or <laughs> eat your words now. Yeah. You better eat them. I don't even remember what one I said. It may have been, oh, I'll never not have my kid in a car seat. <laughs> like we, we live dirt roads and half the time I'm in a different pickup four times a day. That is so not relevant for my life. And so for me, like I really wouldn't, but our roads are so different. It's they are. like you're, where you live and where I live is like, I couldn't go out of my driveway without being on like 55 mile an hour blacktop. Right. And I'm never around that. And I remember saying, um, I will never let my baby infant sleep on their stomach. Oh my gosh. It was Bodie. Bodie was the worst sleeper at the beginning. And my mom red. said, my mom yes. said, Whitney, put him on his tummy. She's like, you guys all slept. I'm like, what SIDS and da da da. And da, da, da. I Googled this and she's like, just trust me. And he slept on his belly from two months on. We had like the angel care monitor and he slept every night, all night. It was, I'm so glad my mom was there to like, give me that push that it's okay. You don't have to do what the books say. Well, I'm not, and I'm not trying to advocate and neither of us are like, don't put your kids in car seats, make them sleep on their stomach. We're not trying to advocate bad parenting. We just want you to understand that like it is, and this kind of goes right into our, our, our podcast today you grow through the process. So like mom one Kylie or mom zero kids and one kid is so different from mom of three kids. Like it's just, 
well, I'm not even a mom of three kids. Ask me again in a few weeks if he's here. Maybe, maybe not. But hi, hi, Rowdy. <laughs> I'm like, go eat your pudding. <laughs> I'm trying to drive him with snacks. Yeah. And, and you just like, you figure it out as you go, even as yeah. a, like you, as a mom, beginning mom and through life and every, and everything in general you've, and you know, that's our guest. She talks about failing forward all the time. That's absolutely what you do as a mom because each kid is so different. Yeah. And so let's just move on into the podcast. Cause I've literally complained and I could, I could go on for two hours and just be like, these women have lost their mind. Some of them have, because they're so mean to other people. Anyways, that's beside the point. So on Instagram, which is a crazy place as we all know, but, but usually positive for Whitney and I, I asked yesterday, our my followers to, to brag on themselves because 2020 has been a year. We know that we don't need to go into why, I mean, it's, it's very evident. I want everybody to look back at their lives and say, what's one, just one good thing that's happened. And, and they ranged anywhere from, I survived. I graduated college. I had a kid. I got pregnant. I overcame a loss of a family member. I mean, you're talking anything. I grew my business. I, and, and they were so happy. They made me so happy. And good things still happened, even in right. the midst of all the darkness. And I think we tend to forget that, that the blessings are like so much bigger than the bad. We just, it's easier to talk about the bad because it's, I think it's easier to feel, right? Is it easier to feel the crappy stuff than it is the good stuff? Just think about when you get that, like one negative message or that one negative comment or your friend slams you the one negative thing, everything else just goes by the wayside because that makes you feel like crap. Right. A hundred percent. Even though there's a thousand people who like what you do or say, or, or love you as a person, as a family member, but, but that one person, cause somehow oh, their opinion is more validated than all than the any of the good. Right. Absolutely. So, so I made a post the other day and it was pretty vulnerable. Like I knew that going into it and I had so many like good conversations, good posts. And then like one person got on there and said something and I'm like, Oh, I knew I shouldn't have put this up. And it's just like that. Like, no, Whitney, it still did a lot of good. You just are only reflecting on the one crappy person. Right. Right. That's exactly right. One crappy person. We're calling you out. Don't be crappy. Don't be hateful. So I think we're so quick to expect bad. Yeah. I mean, there is bad in every situation, but I think the process is where you grow. Like progress is still progress, no matter whether it's good, bad, otherwise, like you're still moving forward and time doesn't stop for anyone. No. And I just, you say that about, we're so quick to expect the worst. Just think in March, like all I could worry about was my kids aren't going to go to school. I'm going to be online again. And that's not even happened. Not even close. So (laughs) I don't know. I freaked myself out before I even let myself feel the real. But even if it does, Whitney, like you'll be able to handle it because you've done it once before, right? It's going to be totally different because the teachers are all prepared to go virtual this time. I mean, the circumstances are so different. We, we can't look at what happened in March and say, well, if it happened tomorrow, we'd be doing the same thing. I know it's like we, we, you grow and you gain strength in places that you didn't think you would ever have to. And you are, and we I heard the quote the other day, we've survived a hundred percent of our hardest days. Like we're still mm-hmm. here. Yeah. We're still exactly. here. And, and no matter, I say this as farmers, because I feel like we're really resilient humans as far as weather 
all that crap. And we just, we can't quit when things get hard. You just, you can't give up right in our business. And I feel the same way. I can't just give up on my family because things are going to get hard someday with remote learning that may happen. Like that's, (laughs) that's so silly of me to even, it's, it's easy to look at the future and expect the bad and you don't ever look to the future and get ready for the good. Do you like, why don't we do that? It's like, we're preparing, you know, you prepare for the worst and, and hope for the best, but we're missing out. Like they're not equal 50, 50 partners. It's like you prepare for the worst and that's like 80% of it. And you like in the very back corner, here's hope for the best. <laughs> right. It's yeah, it's hard. <clears throat> it's hard, but we all, we have all gone through it. We've all grown. We've had so many good things happen in the midst of all the hard of 2020. And I think it's good to reflect on it. Yeah. Like so you posted was, that yesterday. I bet it made so many people feel good to have to really dig to look for their good and they found it. Yeah. I and bet there wasn't one person that couldn't find something. No, there wasn't. I did get some that said like, you know, I have had a really hard year for these reasons, but like, this is one good thing. And maybe that was literally just like, I can talk about it today, but still like they know they, they were able to recognize like, I I'm here. That's like, that's important things like that. Um, I had a train of thought that I have now magically lost. Uh, Oh, I have what doesn't kill you. Oh yeah. That's for sure. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And every time I say that I start like that Kelly Clarkson song. What doesn't Uh, kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. We we could just start naming our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it is. It's, I don't know why it's so hard to, <clears throat> to overlook those few bad things. And ma- you know, I always say it's just a bad five minutes. It's not a bad life or a bad day. Yeah. I really, I really, there. I really struggle with it still. I mean, I'm not well, saying and, that I don't. Right. This year's unique too. So I, I don't think we can just say like, Oh, 2020, like only look at the positive because it's been such a great grand journey. Right. That's not true. It it has been really hard. And so while we're sitting here reiterating the fact that you have to look at positives and you have to keep moving and growth is growth, like whether it be good or bad, it still was a hard year. And so we're talking about all of this now because we're here, we have to remind ourselves and we want you as listeners to be reminded of all the good that is surrounds you. Even if it's a really freaking hard time, because I get it. I get it. Right. Like the decisions that I've had to been making that impact my family and then my extended family in the last couple of weeks have been draining. I don't really know a better word other than draining hard as heck. Yeah, it is. And I, and I've told you that, like, I'm, I think I'm ready for number four, but I just don't know that I'm mentally tough enough. And I know I probably am, but I don't know that I want to do what you're having to do. Right. It's well, scary. if you get pregnant right now, then um, <laughs> you'll have a baby in August, September. And I guarantee you'll be a lot better than having a baby in the middle of a pandemic in a flu season. Right. I agree hundred percent, but uh, rowdy was <laughs> the middle of flu season without a pandemic and it was still awful. I don't want to hear that. Please don't tell me that I'm done listening. Well, I mean, it wasn't awful, but I don't like winter anyway. So it was hard. <laughs> I know. Um, dang it. I thought I had something so good. It was like such a good, yes, that's right, girl. I'm done. I forgot. I'm gonna have to keep thinking about it. Okay. So uh, should we announce our guest? Yeah. Let me think you talk about the guest, and I'm going to sit here and think really hard about what I was going to say. 
Okay, so I'm sure everybody knows who Kaya Twisselman is. She Yay. is an amazing, I keep wanting to say ranch wife, but she's not married quite yet. I Almost. think it's coming up February. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was going to say April. It's. I think it's in okay. 21. Okay, yeah, but she's an amazing inspiration. She's She's not an inspiration because she's lost weight. She's an inspiration because she never quits. She never gives up. And we, she made a post the other day about growing through 2020 and we absolutely, that was what our podcast was going to be about. So we are extremely excited to have her on. Um, I will interview her and yeah, it's going to be fab. Yeah. I'm looking forward to her, um, interview because I think she is the like symbol of what we like to talk about you and I, even though we know what we go through and how hard it is. And I'm sure she absolutely does too. And so for her to share outwardly her weight loss journey, but then also be such a, a good advocate for the agriculture industry and, and everything just kind of goes hand in hand because one, we all know how hard it is to lose weight Two, It's more Let than alone a hundred pounds, right? That's it's more amazing. than just weight. It's, it's mental. It's tons of mental. I would say it's, she would probably agree that it's so much more mental than it is even physical. Right. And so yeah, I'm looking really forward to that. I remember what I was okay. going to say. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> when Jordan and I were talking about, we were driving home the other day, talking back to this 2020 year and uh, good things that happened in our life. And that, this is kind of what sparked, like, I need to ask people what they like about their life. And Jordan leaned over and said, we have a good life. He just looked at me and said that. And I was like, yeah, we really do. Like we, we absolutely do for me to have to be worrying about what I'm doing for Christmas, that that's my concern right now. That is a blessing, right? It sucks. It's mental turmoil for me, but that's not a big deal. I look back on our last five years of farming. We've been married for seven since 2018. So 2014, we jumped in and built a sow unit. I had no idea what was going on. I just, um, trusted my family built a sow unit. 2018, the sow unit burns down. I still have no idea what we're going to do, but we figure it out. 2019, we rebuild the sow unit. 2019 also really stinking stunk poop, just horrible <laughs> row crop farming. Okay, we, didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't plant a thousand acres of our farm. Um, and then 2020 really was a relatively hard year in itself. I mean, in farming, we didn't finish planting until like June 16th, which is so late for us. We had an okay year and we're still getting by and, and really we're thriving. I know it's freaking hard. Okay. So like at 30, here I am. And I look back at the last five years and I'm like, damn, if I can make it through all of that, knowing that there's still worse things, right? Death, tragedy, things that I won't be able to control, but I went through all of that. Right. And there's things know, that we've and you've survived. Through. I didn't just survive. We thrived like right. better people. We grew with that process. And, and I, and if I can look back on those five years at the next thing that I have to overcome, I just know that I need to take a deep breath, have faith and trust keep the growing. process and keep growing. That's exactly right. So I had a bunch of, this is so funny that we talked about the same thing. I've had several Facebook memories and then like Instagram things pop up and it was like four years ago and it was during harvest. And I had made a post that it was like so hard to watch my husband be defeated in the field because we had hail. And then the next year it was like, this has been our toughest growing season yet. And then the next (laughs) year, and I'm, and I distinctly remember saying this year been the toughest growing season we've had this year, this year to your date or whatever. And I'm like, 
I say that every freaking year, <laughs> like, right. like when's, when are we going to get a break? Right. And, and like you said, we've thrived, like we've done better for our farm. We've done better for our business. And we honestly ended 2020 farming season better than I ever could have imagined. And do you remember talking to me in August? Like I was depressed and I didn't know how we were going to finish the year. And we freaking did it. Like just because we had it. to. And if you're listening to this, dang it, you got through whatever it was like, or you're going through it and you're going to get through it. Like it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it freaking is. I know farming, weight loss, motherhood, having kids, infertility. There's not a quick, easy answer, but every day you go through it, every second, every moment that you are living it, you're growing in some way. And it's just, every day. it's all about finding how to grow through it and what works for you and what keeps your mind sane and calm and, and, and living and, and enjoying. I can't okay. wait till Rowan's here, but I don't want to miss out on the days between now and then either. And so I'm, I'm in that, that paradigm of like trying to soak it all up and still like hugging my kids <clears throat> 1000 times a day, because I know that soon the whole dynamic will be different. Oh, I know. I feel like my kids have grown up so much just in the last few weeks. And I like sat there last night in tears because mainly because I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit alone. I'm kind of like sad, but <laughs> I'm just thinking like, our kids are so big now. I've just, I know. I, and I feel like life's going so fast and it's, it's something none of us can, we can't stop it obviously. And we can't, we can't change our lives so much that we soak up every second. You know what I mean? Like we still have to push forward and things still need to be getting done, but being in, more intentional with my time has been super, super hard for me because I am a go-getter. Like I'd rather be busy and doing things. So sitting down to watch TV with the kids in the evening and watch a movie has been hard, but I've enjoyed it so much. Right. It's so good for all of us. Yep. And three months from now, we'll look back and say like, remember what we said in December? Yep. Look at that. Like we're Look, we are way better than that or we're yeah. idiots or whatever that, whatever the and, situation and is. 2020 isn't going to, or 2021, I'm sorry, isn't going to be any easier. Like it's going I mean, to be just yeah. as hard. We're just going to have to push through, change our mindset and thrive, change, thrive. And I found this, so I have to play it. Okay. What doesn't kill you makes you Okay, I just had to do that. I'll probably like <laughs> censor our podcast because we don't have rights to that song or some stuff. Uh, I'll be sure to put that in the footnotes. Okay, so we're going to kick it over to Whitney and Kaya. It's going to be an amazing interview. If you've hung with us this long, thank you. Happy end of the year 2020. We'll see you back in January. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'll probably have a kid. Whoop, whoop. Which means I'll be able to fit in some of my clothes again. <laughs> and that, my friends, is a good thing. Get real, you're still going to wear sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, duh. <laughs> okay, so we are here with Miss Kaya. Hi, Kaya. How are you? Hi, Whitney. I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. We're so thankful that you were willing to be on here with us and your new blog post was just the thing we needed. <laughs> I am honored to be a part of it. And I just like, I'm cracking up. We are just on the same wavelength, Whitney. <laughs> yeah, we're vibing. So do you want to tell um, our listeners a little about you that maybe don't know you? 
Sure. So my name is Kaya Twisselman, also known as Coach Kaya now, I guess. Um, and I am, I guess, long story short, I'm a cattle rancher turned life coach, totally by accident. Um, I grew up in rural California on my family's now seven generation cattle ranch and grew up in the ag industry, um, started my career in ag communications, thought that's where I was going to stay. Um, and then I embarked on my own health journey and I started sharing more about it on my social media channels as I was starting my own freelance graphic design business. And I ended up losing 125 pounds and along the way, people were just so excited to learn more about how I did it. And so that's how I kind of accidentally became a life coach. And now I'm a full-time coach working with mostly rural women in agriculture, teaching them really the mindset tools that I use to transform my own life, to really rebuild their relationships with, them, with themselves and find that, that healthy, happy life from the inside out. Yes. So awesome. And so we were chatting at the end of Kylie and I's talk. I said soon to be ranch wife. Is Brent a rancher? I wasn't sure. No, he, he's not a rancher. It cracks me up okay. though, thinking about him being considered a rancher. He grew up <laughs> on a crop farm in Western Kentucky. So he's a farm boy, okay. uh, but not a ranch boy. I'm the rancher in the, in the family. He's the farmer. I always joke that um, he's in charge of the house plant since he grew up on a crop farm and I'm really bad at keeping plants alive. And I'm in charge of the livestock, AKA our six barn cats turned porch cats. And let me tell you, Whitney, they are thriving. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So we misspoke. I was totally wrong. I thought that for some reason he ranch. So what does he do? So he is the executive director of our local San Luis Obispo County Farm Bureau um, here in California. So I somehow convinced a Kentuckian to leave his home state, which is a miracle in itself. And we moved out west to where I'm from um, a couple years ago. And so he he works now at our Farm Bureau office, which is actually where I'm recording this from. <laughs> Ooh, Farm Bureau. Whoop, whoop. I'm on our county whoop, board. Whoop. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. So in your blog post, you talked a lot about growing through it and you had a picture of a cow standing in manure and you referenced like, um, trying to think what it said exactly, um, us using our manure in life to fertilize and grow. Can you yeah. piggyback off that a little and explain? Yeah. Sure. So before I became a life coach, I did a lot of custom graphic design and illustration for different clients. And sometimes occasionally I'd actually just draw something for fun. And so it was actually earlier this, I think it was this year I had illustrated this picture, a watercolor illustration of a cow that had pooped. And there is <laughs> two beautiful daisies that are growing through the manure. And it was just basically to symbolize that in life, sometimes, can I cuss on this? Yep. It's okay. Okay. Sometimes shit happens. Like sometimes shit happens. Okay. And there's nothing we can really do about it. The only thing that we can do when shit happens is to use those experiences to really find our greatest growth. Kind of like the way that manure fertilizes our pastures and our crops. And even though, yeah, no one wants to get crapped on, like there's usually some really beautiful growth that comes of it, that comes from that struggle. And this year when I was putting together this blog post about, you know, yeah, 2020 has been hard for all of us in a ton of different ways. And I don't want to minimize the, the real pain and hardships that people have walked through this year. But at the same time, I have to be hopeful that all of this, this difficulty that 2020 has dealt us this year, there's going to be some really good growth that comes of it. Like once we work through the struggles that we've been dealt this year, I think that we're going to see ourselves bloom in such beautiful ways um, to come in 2021 and, and afterwards. And so I added later on to the illustration, um, 
I, I made the cow 2020, right? Because 2020 doesn't suck. 2020 is just a year. It's a neutral year. But 2020 has dealt us some challenges, which is what the manure represents. But Absolutely. we are the daisies that are, are really going to flourish and grow through this hardships that we're walking through right now. Absolutely. And so I know that you, we, Kylie and I have discussed that you have a really positive mindset and you're really good at using your mindset to be grateful and be intentional with your movement and everything. And do you have any suggestions for people going into 2021 to look at it in a different perspective that 2020, like you just said, it wasn't the year that sucked. It were, it was the things that we were dealt and we had to overcome them. Do you have suggestions for people that struggle with that going into 2021, how they can change their mindset? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that I I think is really important is to recognize the power of our thoughts. Our thoughts really do create our reality because what we think about is really what determines the way that we're feeling physically in our body. And the way that we feel is what inspires the actions that we take or don't take. And those actions are what create the results in our life. And so I want people to recognize how truly powerful just what they think is and how that shapes their reality. And so I think that when it comes to, you know, if you're ready to have 2021 be a better year than 2020, if you have big goals this year, if you want to really focus on your mindset, I think it really has to start by practicing some more awareness about your thoughts and what you're thinking, what you're holding on to. Because the truth is that so many of us get so caught up in our thoughts and believing these thoughts as truth without ever considering that there might be another perspective. And we get caught in this victim mentality. I think a lot of us have struggled this year with feeling like a victim of 2020 and all the things it's given us. And when we give all our power to our circumstances, that then there's no power left for us. And so I think it's important for us to recognize where we do have control when so much is out of our control. And what we always have control over is our thoughts, our own actions and our own perspective. And again, I don't wanna minimize that 2020 has been really hard and I don't want, you know, I want people to feel valid in the fact that, yeah, it, it's it sucks and it's okay to feel like it sucked, but there's two sides to every coin. And so while, yes, I want you to know that those struggles are real, I want you to know that there's also another perspective to consider. And the way I like to think about it too, especially for people that are in agriculture, you know, things grow where energy flows. And the same thing is true for the thoughts that you have in your brain. So if you aren't going to waste the water on the weeds in your garden to see them flourish, stop wasting your energy on those negative thoughts that are in your mind and helping them flourish. Like let's weed them out. Let's notice some of that negativity when it comes up, practice some awareness about that and say, okay, this thought does not serve me. Playing a victim to this circumstance isn't helping me heal. It isn't helping me grow. It isn't helping me foster any goodness here. So how can I weed out that thought and really focus my energy on something else instead? Right. hundred percent. So I always, I always fall victim to this in life. Like I have really good days and then something really bad will happen. I'm going to use Rowdy's accident. For instance, we were doing really good all year and you know, you don't stop and think about these things until something bad happens. Why does something bad make us remember how grateful we should be and how life's too short and we should absolutely keep weeding out those negative thoughts. I, it's hard for me to understand why it's so easy to give into the fear and the victim mm-hmm. status because I, I fall into that as well. And it is easy to do, but we have, like you said, we have to be very intentional about overcoming that. Otherwise we will stay in that mental state forever. I feel like. Yeah. And the other thing that I want to say to Whitney is I don't want people to feel like 
like having a bad mindset or, or having a bad day or walking through hardships and being bummed out or being depressed or feeling lonely or whatever that hard season is that you're working through. Maybe your son does have an accident and something really hard. I want you to know that if you are struggling, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you're bad because you have these negative thoughts. It makes you human. Absolutely. And I think that I think that that's what's so beautifully complicated about the human experience is that we don't get the good without the bad. We also wouldn't appreciate the highs without the lows. And so I think part of this too is, is allowing ourselves space to feel whatever it is that we need to feel in the season that we're in. So when we're feeling good, like don't waste that joy worrying that something bad is gonna happen. When something bad happens, don't waste your energy feeling guilty about feeling bad. Like allow yourself to feel, to process, to cry it out, to, to grieve, to be angry, whatever emotion it is that you feel. I think that something that we need to learn how to do is to allow space for us to process those instead of just having us shove them down. I, I use the example of, um, and I can't remember who originally told me this, but they said, think about emotions like um, a beach ball on the surface of a pool. Now, what happens when there is these negative emotions that come up, a lot of us don't want to deal with the negative emotions, right? So we try to push them down underwater. We just like, okay, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to shove them down here. Like we'll deal with it later. And what eventually happens is we lose our grip on that beach ball under the surface. And when we lose our grip, the beach ball doesn't just slowly rise to the surface, right? It bursts through the top of the water. And sometimes at an inopportune time, you know, I think about, you know, for moms out there, maybe, maybe you've been stressing about work, maybe stress about finances, stressing about health in the family, whatever it is. And let's say that your little kiddo like drops their cereal bowl and you just lose it. You flip and you yell. It's not because you're mad that your child dropped their cereal bowl. It's because that beach ball of emotions that you haven't processed with has burst through the surface at an inopportune time. And so I think allowing ourselves space to process those emotions when they arise, instead of continuing try to try to push them down under the surface, I think it's going to help us find a little bit more, more freedom and, and healing instead of us having to work through these emotions, maybe even years later. Right. Absolutely. I'm so guilty of that. That's you were just speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as a life coach, what is, what's some tips you give to people to, to not stay in that state of mind, but to deal with their stuff and not unpack and stay there for very long? Yeah. One of the best tools that I've used in, in my own journey and something that I recommend to all of my clients. And some people are going to look like roll their eyes when they hear this, but journaling, journaling has been such a healing tool for me. And I was not a journaler before I started my health journey. And now I am a firm believer, but there is something about taking pen to paper and taking your emotions and your thoughts and feelings from your brain and putting them down in front of you. It's almost like self-therapy in a way. It's a way to process things on paper instead of just having all of this jumble in our brains, which is how I think a lot of us are feeling, right? We have all these emotions that are just going through and we aren't even aware of what thoughts are making us feel a certain way, why we're worried, why we're anxious, why we're stressed, why we're feeling this way. And if we take a little bit of time and mindfulness to just sit down, even if it's just for five minutes in the morning to connect with ourselves and say, how am I feeling today? Like seriously, just answering that one question to yourself in a journal in the morning, how am I feeling today can help us process in, in such a healthy way instead of just bottling it in. Absolutely. So I'm guilty of this. I used to journal a long time ago and I kind of gave it up. I need to start again, but do you use your journal as like a dumping space? Like, do you put everything there? Do you just put what's bad? Do you put what's good? Do you use it as a gratitude journal as well? 
Yeah. So I kind of do, do all the things. The way that I usually do my journal is I, I do three things. The first thing I'll do is write down five bullet points of things I'm grateful for. And they aren't just like, you know, copy paste, you know, we could all write family, husband, kids, you know, cats, whatever it is, we could write the same right. things every single day, but I challenge myself to write five things, five moments from the day or the day before that I'm grateful for. So if I'm saying I'm thankful for my fiance, I'm saying I'm thankful for a fiance because he made me dinner last night or something like that. So I always start with gratitude, uh, which I think is a really great way to, to really train your brain to focus on the good, even during the hard seasons. The next thing I do after gratitude is I will do a brain dump. So it's kind of just like asking myself the question, how am I feeling today? So sometimes it's hard stuff. Maybe I am feeling anxious or worried or stressed or whatever it is. Sometimes it's good stuff. Sometimes I'm like, I'm really excited. I get to go to Kentucky to visit my in-laws or sometimes it's stuff, a project that I'm working on. So however it is I'm feeling, I allow myself just to kind of dump whatever that is on paper. And then the last thing I do is I write down the six big dreams that I have for my life. And I write them as if they had already happened. And it's basically a way to train your brain to believe in your big dreams before they're even brought to fruition. And that has been a really awesome practice that I also highly recommend. Yeah, that is good. You give it to the universe and it's, you're speaking it, right? You're speaking life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a way to like, tell you, tell yourself every single morning, the, these are the big dreams I'm reaching for. And if, if you write down your big dreams every single day, it's easy to stay focused on, okay, what is one small thing that I can do today to honor myself and my future self and these dreams that are on my heart? Right. A hundred percent. That's great. So I know that everyone is probably wondering with you losing so much weight and being so amazing. Um, how do you find the motivation to never give up on your dreams or on your movement every day or any of those things? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, the one thing I'll say is that motivation is fleeting for all of us. And I think a lot of people will look at me and my journey and assume that I have some magical motivation that they don't have. And the truth is, is that I don't, I think we all have very limited willpower and motivation. And I think it really comes down to discipline. And I think that what, what helps with the discipline thing though, is first healing your relationship with yourself. It's hard to be disciplined to show up for yourself if you don't respect or love yourself first. And so I think that if there is anything that you're reaching for, any big goal, if it's just getting healthy, if it's starting a business, if it's growing your farm, whatever your goal is, I want you to make sure that you focus on your relationship with yourself first, because when you learn to love and respect yourself, it's easier for yourself to show up and honor the commitments that you've made. If you don't love and respect yourself, it's easy to keep putting yourself on the back burner, like a person or a friend that you don't actually want to spend time with. It's easy to just to say like, oh yeah, maybe next week, maybe next week. And so start with yourself first and then focus on the baby steps. So in January, Whitney, I'm actually launching um, a free January challenge and it's going to be called one bit don't quit. And the idea is instead of like creating all these big lofty New Year's resolutions and empty promises to ourselves that we end up getting burnout on three weeks into the year, right. <laughs> my challenge is for someone, for everyone to pick one thing, like one habit or action step to do each day for the month of January. And it doesn't have to be something big. Maybe it's making up your bed. Maybe it's drinking an extra glass of water. Maybe it's going for a 15 minute walk, just doing one thing every single day for the month of January. That's going to honor your future self. Um, and I think that there's so much power in consistency, even with one habit and the way that showing up for yourself daily for 31 days, it can also build so much self-confidence. It's proving to yourself, oh, when I say I'm going to do something, I actually show up and do that. And when we build that self-confidence, it becomes easier to stay disciplined and motivated because we're kind of healing that relationship with ourselves and learning how to trust ourselves again. 
Absolutely. You become proud of yourself when you haven't been. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much talking to us. It really means a lot. Do you have anything you would like to leave listeners with like a favorite quote or some motivation or anything? Ooh, that's a good question. I think one of my, my favorite things that I, that keeps coming up for me in life and with my clients is, um, the concept of just keep failing forward. I I actually have that written here. I have written. Do you really explain her saying fail forward and how we can embrace that? (laughs) I love that. See, we're we're totally on the same wavelength. Um, Yeah, keep failing forward. I think that a lot of us see our failures or our mistakes as as signs to turn around or to stop or to give up or that we're not cut out for it. We're not good enough. But what I've learned in my own health journey and and also my entrepreneurial journey and just in life in general, I'm sure that you as a mom know this for sure. But our mistakes and our failures don't make us weak or wrong or not cut out. Those are the most crucial part of any journey. It is through every single failure, every single struggle, and every single mistake that we make that we find the growth to keep going. I just shared this morning on my story. I think it was a quote from Dave Ramsey, and he was talking about how success isn't this I'm going to say it totally wrong, but it's basically like success isn't this shiny mountaintop. What it is, is it's standing on top of a pile of failures and mistakes that you've made. And so thinking that success comes without failure and hardship is, is completely false. And so if you failed, keep failing, you're, you're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. And, and I love the idea of saying like in 2021, I hope that you fail. I hope you fail your face off, like fail over and over and over again, as long as you keep failing forward, fail, and then pick yourself right back up on the other side of that struggle. You have learned a lesson. You have become stronger in some way, and that is going to help you to take the next step forward. Absolutely. I think a lot of people see failing as a roadblock instead of a stepping stone to get to the next level. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, I thank you so much. And can you let, I'm going to put it in the footnotes too, but where can people find you out on social media? And also when will we be able to sign up for your January thing? (laughs) Yay. So people can go and sign up for my January challenge right now. If you go to coachkaya.com, you'll find it there at the top and you can download a free workbook to help support you throughout the January challenge. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is definitely Instagram. I'm at Kaya underscore Twistleman. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Coach Kaya as well. Awesome. Well, we hope you guys have such a Merry Christmas and have a blessed end of your 2020. You too. Merry Christmas, everyone. Okay. So that was super good. That was really fun to chat with her. She is awesome. Loved it. It was great. So everyone grow through it. We're going to get through it. No matter how crappy you feel or how bad your days are, you're going to get through it. I promise. Progress is progress. It is. So let's end 2020 with a quote. Somebody didn't wake up today, but you did. That's enough reason to stop complaining and that's enough to be thankful for. Never let your troubles or things you cannot control blind you from your daily blessings. That was kind of sobering. Like, I know. Sheesh. Boom. Way to end it with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I was gonna boom, mic drop. <laughs> you guys have a great rest of the year. Merry Christmas. Have happy new year. Person. Enjoy I'm your families. Like, I almost said Merry freaking Christmas. And I'm like, no, don't <laughs> say that. Even really, Christmas is going to look different. Embrace it how you can. 
don't complain the whole time make it through eat all the joy yep enjoy what you can even if it looks different yeah so we will be back in 2021 and we are depending on kylie's schedule we're scheduling things next week again this is getting incredibly long but we're, we're scheduling things into the last week of December. And I'm like, Hey, Jordan, I'm just telling you that's fine. But like, you need to let whoever this meeting is with know, Hey, my wife is incredibly massively pregnant and <laughs> she might drop a kid out at any point. So, so be on call. We may have to reschedule. Okay. Happy new year. See you guys later. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.